Hello and welcome to Illumination Bureau, a podcast where we will light you of all the things down here at Mobile Bike Group. and advertising space. We've been doing this work since 2005 and have learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to Welcome tell you, to so Illumination let's Bureau. Get and today's topic is going to be about resumes again. So, <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, why are we doing a second one? Because what is our biggest questions that we get from people, or the most number of questions we get? Resumes! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and it is really important because this is your first introduction to a company in most, space, in most um, cases. And it, it's a matter of how are you going to give that first impression? You know, it's exactly like walking into a room. Absolutely. So I was having a little flashback about my first resume. It had a picture of me on it. Oh. In a, I don't think totally inappropriate, but <laughs> it really was not like the kind of thing you should probably put on your resume. It was all artsy. Uh-huh. And I did go to art school. So I guess I got a pass. People still hired me. So I guess it was okay. But... <laughs> Now I think, I wish someone had been reviewing those at my school. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the things that we always see and, and usually try and discourage people against. I think just because um, society right now is all about LinkedIn and Facebook and your face is all over everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to that first impression, you never know what even your photo is going to, you know, what that first impression is going to be like when they see that. Exactly. So we are here to help people not do things like that. Yes, and there and is a put, list. <laughs> put together an awesome <laughs> resume. <laughs> exactly. And I think for the most part, um, a lot of people just get a little too carried away just in that they want to tell as much as they can in that one piece of paper, their, um, their writing style or their design style or, like, again, with like photography or things like that. And it, it's really about... I mean, it's really about just keeping it quick because you only have a few minutes, if not seconds, to get somebody's attention. So how do you capture that really quickly? And if there's one little thing they don't like about it, and that could be your design style, your photo, (laughs) what you were wearing in that photo, you could get yourself eliminated really quickly. Absolutely. It's always, first and foremost, a communication document. So as much as you want to show your style and your personality, and, and those things are great. You want people to try to get to know you in that second that they're looking at this piece of paper it has to communicate first, and mm-hmm. then you can weave in just a little style, exactly. not too much. Kind of tempt people in to want to talk to you more is kind of yes. the way I always like to um, write my resumes when I used to do a lot of that, or encourage people to write theirs. It's like, what's going to get you in the door? What's going to be the most intriguing? And if they're looking quickly, they're going to want to know exactly what you can do for them is, is probably about as simple as you can put it. Exactly. So we're going to cover some uh, key areas of resume design, more about Now that you have all the content, how do you lay it out, Mm -hmm, put it together, mm -hmm. do's and don'ts. So we're going to talk a little about about, uh, writing style, page layout, design details, software you can use, Mm -hmm. and hit a couple questions that are frequently asked while we're in those different topics. Exactly. So let's go ahead and start with the writing style. Um, When writing a resume, you just try to remember these three things, be clear, be consistent, and be concise. So pretty much what we've already talked about (laughs) is just make it really simple. Describe yourself really well. Don't start using a lot of, you know, alphabet soup, you know, when you're trying to describe some of the jobs you've done or get too down in the weeds as far as, you know, some of the technology or whatever. Just make it a nice, easy read. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that comes up here is especially maybe because we work with creative people, if someone is a writer or they, you know, we're all creative people, all the the talent we work with as well. And so sometimes they will feel like they really have to 
make their resume sort of a representation of mm-hmm. their writing ability mm-hmm. or style. And, you know, yes, it should be well-written, whether you're a writer or not, it should be well-written. But you have to be careful to not try to just wow them with all your creativity. This isn't trying to write a snappy headline. You do still have to communicate certain expected items, right? You can't get too jazzy or just edit it down to like three word explanations of each job. Mm-hmm. You know, there there is just kind of a an accepted style and expectation that people need and, you know, still follow it. You can have a little bit of your own flavor, but still have the the facts and the information you're looking for. And then your portfolio is what you use to show your style and your work and your ability and your snazzy headlines and and all of the other stuff that you can write. You'll still show it, but you'll show it through your work, not your resume. And I I couldn't really emphasize that more just in that, you know, we um, see all the time where people just, like I said, just go all in and, you know, God love (laughs) you. That's all I can say, but (laughs) it has to be short. I mean, we, we even looking through our resumes, you know, um, and, and I think if you think of yourself also as a creative person, your, your attention span is just not there. And if you're in a position, too, where you've received a lot of resumes, mm-hmm. you just don't have the time to go through all of these. And I, I, I think I can speak for the people receiving the resumes, too, when I say just keep it short and sweet. And they're looking for exactly the skill sets they need, and then they're moving on. Yes, absolutely. Um, and also... And although I don't want you to play keyword bingo when you are writing your <laughs> resume do think about what the keywords are that a potential employer would or hiring manager might search for because your resume probably is going into some kind of electronic database being scanned in and they're going to search for certain words, skill sets, softwares, etc. So make sure those are incorporated and they're incorporated in the way that people would typically use them. So mm-hmm. don't abbreviate too much. Don't use too much um, like company-specific slang or jargon that maybe is specific to your company you work for or your business. Use more typical you know, terms that generally people might use to, you know, to search um, so that your stuff can be found, frankly, mm-hmm. <laughs> if they're searching mm-hmm. for um, InDesign and you've only put the little ID you know, abbreviation it's not going to come up. The, the software doesn't know that's the same thing. Right. So. And if you're not 100% sure, too, go back to the job description and see what words they used. And if it obviously applies, add it in there. If, if they yeah. say InDesign, that's how they're going to be searching things. So, uh, you know, if anything, go back and, and customize resumes as needed um, based on their level of importance on some things, too. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good tip. Um, matching it up to what they asked for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, don't cram it full of a bunch of keywords that aren't relevant, but make sure the ones that are are in there. Um, and I would also really avoid really long descriptions on things, too. Bullet points could be your savior if you need to make a, a, a list of a bunch of things rather than going into some long definition of something. Yeah, absolutely. Also, um, this is just a little pet peeve of mine, <laughs> being consistent about your tense usage. Yes. So... Your current job and the things you're currently doing should be in the present tense, and your f- past jobs or things you did before should be in the past tense. It's a little, you know, grammatical technicality, but um, it, it just reads better. It makes more sense when you're reading it to understand this is what is going on or you're doing now as opposed to what you did before. Absolutely. And... Um Again, just touching back on um, the database thing and the keywords and things like that. In 
in modern times, I guess, not everybody's <laughs> necessarily reading all of these, they are putting it in a database and they get scanned in and keywords are found and that is how you're saved in the system and the ones that percolate to the top are the ones that are look, looked at first. Um, so keep that in mind as well, that if um, you are being fed into a database, especially if it's a large company, it's that's to be expected. Um, they will find you by a keyword basis versus how pretty your photo was on your resume. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and another thing is to not use any, really you don't need any pronouns on your resume. So you don't need to say like I, me, we, whatever. Um, just state the thing instead of we developed this project, just say developed this project. Mm -hmm. Just keep it short, simple, like you said, bulleted phrases. It doesn't have to be proper sentences, you know, more short and, and sweet. And in your cover letter, you might write more narratively, but not in your resume. And, and please don't use the third person. Don't like talk <laughs> about yourself in the third person. It's just really weird. But I have seen that on my res on resumes too. John Smith does blah, blah, blah. That is really weird coming from John <laughs> Smith. So don't do that. Um, well, that goes again, trying to make a connection, you know, so make it like it's a conversation, you know, in your um, cover letter more than anything else. And it's like you're sitting at the table versus you're talking about yourself right yeah. next to you. Right next to you. <laughs> um, and then this is my number one is just to proofread. Please proofread everything and use your software. It will flag and highlight things it thinks are wrong, but also have a human being look at it or use some tools like um, Grammarly mm -hmm. is a tool I really like because it will catch that a word could be correct, but it's the wrong word. And a, the biggest one we see is manager and manger. Oh, yes. People <laughs> will, you know, miss the second A. manger's a word. Manger's a word. Mm -hmm. So word doesn't notice that it's wrong. It's a real word. It doesn't know it's the wrong word. So, um, you know, use tools to proofread, have someone else proofread it for you because it's really hard to proofread your own work. Your brain fills in the gaps. It knows what you're trying to say and it thinks it's right. Yes. Um, and then it just even little stuff, like if you're not sure how to spell the formal name of a company or you know, a software <laughs> yeah. or whatever, just Google it. Like it takes two seconds and that's instead of having it be wrong. That's a mistake that's a killer too. If you mis misspell the company name, uh, yeah. the person you're trying to send it to, all that sort of stuff. So um, just to kind of recap in this area, you know, keep it simple and informational. Don't ramble and use extraneous information. Use clear professional language. Don't use slang or industry jargon or text abbreviations. Spell out employer titles. Um, employ spell, out the, spell out the employer's names, the titles, the skills. Uh, assume the reader doesn't know what these acronyms are. Um, because sometimes, too, I, it, it should be mentioned, too, these are going through HR as well, and they may or may not know some of these things as well. Uh, be consistent with the tense. Um, write uh, short action sentences, too. That's another fun one that it, it kind of just so it looks like you're active and not just a, it's a bunch of words just roll onto a page. And then, um, as Kristen just said, skip the pronouns of the I, me, we, and don't speak in the third person because that, that is a bit <laughs> creepy. And we're not gonna we're gonna say this a couple of times, but proofread, proofread, proofread. Please proofread. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please have someone else proofread. <laughs> um, and you know, somebody who's a good reader. Um, sometimes you can do it too, where you can read. I was always told you could read your resume backwards, mm -hmm. and then th the words would really stand out because your eyes will just like you had said fill in the gaps. But um, yeah, that's a quick trip to the garbage can if uh, or the recycling bin if if you are misspelling things. So yes. definitely proofread. Yes, absolutely. So uh, moving on to the next area is page layout. So we've said it 
many times how little time people spend looking at a resume. A recruiter or hiring manager spends maybe six seconds looking at a resume. So what you're trying to do is get their attention so they'll look longer than six seconds. Mm -hmm. They look six seconds to decide if they want to keep looking and you want them to keep looking. So uh, in the previous episode, we talked about the different categories of items you wanted to include and collect. And so those are what you're now going to put into your layout, the name, contact information, your career summary, your key professional skills, your work history, accomplishments at, at those jobs, professional involvement, education. So this is all the information you'll have put together, collected, and now you're going to lay out the page. And that order is kind of important, too, just mm -hmm. because that is what is typical. Um, don't make it so the people who are receiving this resume are fishing around trying to information, especially if you made some sort of crazy design style and things are running up the sides or things like that. In this order, so they know exactly where to find it, so they can, again, read it really quickly. Yeah, and that's a, a good time to also note, sometimes that order is, isn't the right one. So if you're a recent graduate, your education might come higher than your work experience. If you have work experience that's relative, to the role you're applying to or relative to your industry, I would still put that first. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, I mean, you know, when we're in college, we just have jobs that we have in college so that we can, you know, finish our degree. If that's the case, I'd put your education higher because it's more relevant to the job you're looking for. So, you know, you have to make the right judgment for you and your particular situation, but that's the typical order we would want to see things. And, and I would be really careful, too, about that education part as well, um, because sometimes, you know, people will graduate with a degree in Greek mythology or something, um, and you're applying for a job that's for a copywriter. You know, you might just want to say that you got, you know, your degree and not say what it specifically is in, mm -hmm. um, I, I, only because you don't want to draw too much attention to something that's kind of out in left field. Again, you don't want to be eliminated, so just don't mention it. And if it comes up in the interview, you know, definitely be truthful on that. But then also think about how that is going to apply to this job, too. Right. I mean, maybe Greek it's all about is storytelling, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, it, and it is. Oh, see how you quickly just made that connection right there. And that's, that's exactly how you do it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, there's this thing in design, especially in the newspaper industry, about above the fold. Mm -hmm. So you think about a newspaper folded, laying on your table. The most important article and headline is always on the top half above the fold. We want the same concept for your resume. So your most important information is on the top half of the first page. Correct. Whether they make it further down or not, they will have gotten the full picture of you, <laughs> <laughs> at least in that six seconds, and then hopefully they keep reading. So think about that when you're doing your layout. You want your, obviously, name and contact information so they can easily know how to reach you because they think you're awesome and they want to talk to you. And then that career summary, which basically is setting up everything else is going to support what you're setting up in that section. Mm -hmm. So everything else is the payoff for that summary. So you have that. And then maybe some key skills. If you could have all of those on the first on the top half of the first page, that's a really good uh, layout for a resume. And when you're thinking about the career summary, too, I mean, really think about how that's maybe think about it in a way where this is the short elevator statement you get to make to the, whoever is trying to hire you, like why this job is gonna is my obvious next step in my career. I've done this, this, and this. I've experienced in this, this, and this. And then, bam, here's why this is a great next step for me. Yeah, that's great. 
sort of a, a quick little, here, here's what's in it for you, right? Exactly. That's what and, they care about. And that's what it's all about because, you know, as much as you think you're going to change the world for them, <laughs> um, it's, it's going to be them choosing you regardless. Yeah. So yeah. If, and if you're going to be able to help them out, that definitely makes you a greater potential being hired. Absolutely. So one thing that we do get some pushback on is length of resumes. Yes. So we're, we're pretty staunch supporters of the one page unless you really can justify more. And some of you can. And some of you can. So this is what we're going to say about that. I love a one page resume mm -hmm. because, you know, like everyone else, I'm busy and have a short attention span. <laughs> but if you have a lot of work experience, especially that's relevant to your industry and you really need the second page, you should use it. But if you're going to have a second page, make it worthwhile, meaning fill at least half of it. Like if you only have stuff at the top third of the second page, mm -hmm. I'm going to look at that and say, you could have squeezed it so together somehow. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so make it purposefully obvious that you needed that second page because you have so much to offer. Maybe you have a lot of awards. Maybe mm -hmm. you have, you know, several really relevant job, you know, experiences and accomplishments. Don't shortchange yourself. Absolutely not. But include it and also keep in mind, like back to the above the fold thing, the stuff on the second page will be less likely to be seen and will get less and less attention. Mm -hmm. So still have your most important stuff on the first page, top half, and then first page, and then you can have that second page, but just know it won't be seen as much. So don't have something super critical at the very bottom of the second page. <laughs> exactly. And uh, for some reason, this is making me think of like when you are um, online, for example, and you want to, and you see a news story and you have a choice of either watching the 10 minute video or just reading the text. <laughs> I always read the text. I always read the text. I, me too, because you're looking for key things. Okay. What's this story about? I don't have a lot of time. I want this to be really quick. Think of it like that. You know, I don't have 10 minutes to sit here and read this entire resume. But I do have a couple minutes just to find out what it's about. Yeah. So, like I said, we do get pushback on this. We work with people who are really experienced, and they'll say, but, you know, I have all this amazing experience. I need more than two pages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You no, don't. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just really, I don't know anyone who wants to read a resume that's longer than two pages. Well, and also, too, I mean, you could have a very illustrious career, but, I mean, how relevant is it 10 years ago? What could be... Um, relevant though is where you worked mm -hmm. so maybe it's just a matter of i was at this company for x amount of time and I'll maybe one line about what you did and as it pro progressively goes to you know um more current roles then you can add a little more the whole what have you done lately sort of thing is mm -hmm. going to resonate more but they do like to see a good work history so don't start eliminating jobs just start shortening them the the longer it's been that you've been in that position yeah i that i like that too that you edit the details mm -hmm. so the more recent positions you have a lot more detail and accomplishment the older positions you have less and less and maybe your first couple positions you just list the job and the mm -hmm, title and the mm -hmm. dates and, and that's all that you have and they may ask it in an interview but you know you've got the interview right and <laughs> <You're> that, <in. laughs> that's why I say you don't need a resume that's three or five or 12 pages long all you're trying to do is show them that you have enough to offer that mm -hmm. they want to talk to you on the phone or call you to come in for a resume for that's an interview exactly that's exactly. all you're trying to do you don't have to give them everything all at once you're just enticing them enough to go the next step. Right. And, and you can do that in two pages. <laughs> you can absolutely do that. Preferably one page. But, you know, if you have to. If you need just the <laughs> second one, take it. We'll give you the second one. <laughs> well, and then on the opposite end of that is the recent graduate. And, you know, 
filling that space sometimes can be a little bit difficult too. Um, so in, in those cases, you know, it's you got to dig deep in, in mm -hmm. some cases, but it is worth listing um, relevant courses that you've taken for this particular job. And again, you might need to customize every single resume and put the Greek mythology in some and take it out of the other. Um, but, you know, it's, it's about sticking with what's relevant, sticking with the skill sets that might intrigue the potential uh, employer. And also, too, um, if you have a great work history, definitely include it. People like to see um, a consistent, you know, consistent couple years of work, even if it's like waiting tables. I always tell people that one of my mm -hmm. jobs at college was waiting tables, but I always bullet pointed, bullet pointed it with, um, I was learning customer service. I was learning about how to handle money. Um, I was responsible. So there's always a few things you can kind of pull out from that because you know sometimes you just got to take a job to take a job. Um, but if you could just somehow work that into how this applies to the job, it, that's really what's key. Absolutely. And then um, the other thing graduates usually do have to offer is skills, mm -hmm. you know, skills lists. So um, softwares and uh, you know programming languages or whatever it is, depending on what your your role is, definitely list that because you may actually have experience or knowledge of some of the newer things mm -hmm. that, oh, that the employers, yeah. you know, yeah. they don't have yet or they're looking for because you're learning it in school. So what you do have to offer are, you know, some uh, nice skill lists that you can include. Right. And there's a lot of things that are new that are, um, a lot of the people who've been on the labor force for a while don't know anything about. So you could definitely make a win in, in that space. The other thing, too, I want to mention, too, is if you possibly can get an internship that lies somewhere near what you want to do because um, people like people that have been hired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and even if it's for, uh, you know, for the summer, for a couple of weeks, if it's a simple project, if you were paid for it or if you were in a work environment, include it. Um, that is definitely will get you a leg up on everybody else, too, um, if you're a fresh graduate. Absolutely. We, we hear that from hiring managers from clients all the time of like, well, sure, I'll consider a recent graduate if they have some work experience. Like, well, <laughs> how would they have that if they're a recent how graduate? How they but get it? It's yeah. like, oh, well, an internship. <laughs> That will count. You know, they will count that as having work experience. So, yes, having that is really a good use of your few hours a week or your summer, however it works out for yeah. you. And, and it was not my dream job, but there were, I worked at a copy shop, a copy shop. And I also worked um, at, um, oh, shoot, oh, at a newspaper. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, you know, advertising by any stretch, but I did have to make some ads mm -hmm. and I, you know, learned about page design and layout, and, and that's the words that I used when I started applying for jobs that um, were a little more of what I, the direction I wanted to go. Yeah, that's great. It's it's really valuable. I think and, so, too. And you also learn, you just learn a little more about the industry by being yes. in it. No matter what your tasks you're doing, yes. you get a better view of the, the work. And if you kind of want to know why that's the case, I think people just want to see that, you know, you do have a good work ethic. Somebody took a chance on you. Um, you showed up. <laughs> um, and because those are always the big um, unknowns when uh, an em employee gets hired mm -hmm. and the, the younger you are the less experienced you are they're not really sure um, that's why they like somebody else to kind of have already taken a chance at you before they'll get into it so uh, next step and we've been kind of touching on this a little bit is uh, design details so Catherine and I both have a graphic design background mm -hmm. we are big fans of design absolutely like, we are not going to argue with people about having a well-designed resume but yeah, there's nothing more sexy than a well-designed resume. That's right. <laughs> but there's also nothing more annoying than a resume <laughs> where I can't find your 
your phone number. Right. Or your name. Right. <laughs> or any way to get a hold of you. you see, or maybe your name's at the top is like, where's everything else? How do I get a hold of them? Yes. You know, make it easy for me because I have just gotten enchanted with this resume and now I can't get a hold of you. Yeah. Um, so these are the things that kind of keep important when you're trying to design things to keep it clean, keep it well designed. And this is where you can exercise your design skills by just... Um, show your editing skills and the fact that you can design something in good taste. Um, if your um, portfolio is uh, you know, radically different than this, again, this is just to get you in the door. Don't get too crazy with it. Yeah. It's, um, it is not an art project. It's a design, <laughs> it's a design challenge, right? Yes, you have oh, a lot absolutely. of information to organize in a nice, legible way, but it doesn't need to be an art project. I like the, d the term design challenge, too, because you can look at it as now, how can I design this so someone's going to call me? And if you have advertising and marketing skills, you should be able to know how to do this. <laughs> so um, think of it every time. It's like, would I call me if I saw this, or is it just too much clutter? Yeah. So uh, a couple of things we recommend, uh, design for legibility, just make it really easy to read. You could have a few graphics, or if you're an illustrator, have a little spot illustration, but keep it really minimal, minimal to none on the graphic oh, side. And you know what, too, um, just because we're talking about this, is um, some people create their own logos, which I do love, but it's again, if you're in that database, we can't find you if you're a piece of graphic art dropped into a layout. That we need the words. Yes, type out your name, too. You can have both, but somewhere, type out your name in text, please. Yes. <laughs> um, use more traditional fonts. Like, it just has to be easily legible. You can use a, a nice font choice, but don't make it, you know, crazy or cursive or something. If it's Comic Sans, forget it. Yeah, you're <laughs> out. Um, don't Generally, we say don't use personal photos or headshots. I've been seeing more resumes with them, but I am still not a fan. And part of it is really there's concern about discrimination. Mm -hmm. And so on the other end, especially if this is going to an HR person, sometimes they get very uncomfortable with things that have photos because they want to be considering everyone in the pool. Mm -hmm. And so they don't want to actually know what you look like. Right. They, they want to nice want see your work experience so they can keep it really neutral. So that's why I don't really like photos. It's not because I don't enjoy seeing your photo, but it it can be it can feel inappropriate on depending on the recipient. Right. And this just goes back to don't give them any reason to push you aside. Right. You know, it's just keep it simple, keep it informative. Right. Um always uh, dark type on a light background, preferably black on white or something really close. Please don't ever have a black or solid dark background with like reversed out white type. Those computer text crawlers that are putting everything in the database do not like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're really burning up somebody's toner if yeah. they're printing it. <laughs> um, and just consistency. So if you use bullets, use bullets everywhere. If you put a period after all your phrases, put, put one after every phrase. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, do some of this and some of that. Just, just keep it consistent and don't ever double space. That's, that's not the thing anymore. We're past after, typewriters. After a period. Yeah. It's, it's only single space people. <laughs> um, so sometimes we get a question from people. We work with a lot of different kinds of creative people. And so someone may say, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a project manager or I'm, you know, a traffic person or whatever. And, I'm not a designer. Like, does my resume really need to be designed? So what do you think? Um, I think, if anything, it's just consistently clean. Um, people can read it. The computer can read it. I Don't doll it up. I mean, no matter what role you're going for is what I would advise somebody. 
Yeah, it just needs to look nice. Mm-hmm. But it does still need to look nice. You don't want it to look like right. you just, you know, typed it out in a Word template and didn't take more than right. two seconds to think about it. But a it doesn't st- have to be overly designed if you're not a designer. Right, a few steps up from an accountant's resume, <laughs> what that might look like if, yeah. if that shows any sort of uh, <laughs> bar at all. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I mean, people who just will stick with times or it's it's super basic. I mean, that that is not going to you know, win you anything either. So just make it look just really nice and professional and clean. Yeah. And then the other piece that consideration that goes into designing it is really what you're using, <laughs> like literally the software. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this isn't usually an issue, except for again, in the creative world, we all use a lot of different kinds of software. Right. And some people really love, for example, Photoshop. I too love Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Photoshop is amazing. Please do not make your resume in Photoshop mm-hmm. <laughs> because generally then your text is not live and the little crawler bots that we keep talking about that go into the database have a hard time reading it. So you really want to use something that's going to keep your type live. Usually most people use Word mm-hmm. or InDesign. If mm-hmm. you're a designer, have access to InDesign. That's awesome. Um, and then save it as a PDF. So then your your type is still live. The, the little crawler bots can still find all the text and it doesn't become an image, which is the right. problem if it's in, you know, some of the other softwares. And some employers do require that you submit a resume as wor- in Word. Mm-hmm. Like they'll say that in the, in the ad or the posting. So you might need a Word version regardless because you might have to actually submit as you know, in Word for whatever reason. I suppose because that's what their softwares require. I would imagine, yeah. And I always had two um, resumes at all time. One was in Word and one was that little more jazzy one. Um, yes. But yeah, it, there's just something to be said about just getting the job. You know, you, you might want to just say, no, this is me, this is my design style, but honestly, you want to get the job, and if that's what they ask for. And also, too, if you if you want, it's not that big of a deal, but if send the Word and then send your design one too. It's just an attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, they can choose to open it or not if they want to see a little bit of flair and just mention that in the, in the email. I, just, I sent you my standard resume, but I'm also including a Word um, file too, so that will work with your computer system and, yeah. and find all the keywords. So um, they'll appreciate that you're being you know, helpful to them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and Catherine said this before, but I'm going to say it again, things like your name, or your, you know, maybe your name and contact information. If you do do it as a graphic or a design element, that's fine. But make sure it's also live text in mm-hmm. there too. Again, so the little crawler robots can find you. Exactly. Did, <laughs> have you mentioned proofreading yet? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I well, really, we did. We should really, probably mention it again. Yeah, really big on proofreading. It's 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 that important. <laughs> yeah. So once you lay out and your resume into a design, have somebody proofread it again. <laughs> So I think that as far as like those basic things, we have that kind of covered. Um, so or at least the things that people ask about the most. I mean, you can definitely send us more questions. We'd love to answer them because every person is different. Every um, situation is different. But these are the ones that we run across the most. And, and it's just, you know, how do I express myself on one page and <laughs> get the interview? Yes, that's the goal. Great. Um, so if you haven't, we do have um, other podcasts that speak about resumes. Feel free to look th- through those or um, download some of the information that we have as well. Um, but otherwise, we are super excited about you getting this resume together because I think once it's done, there's just a, a little bit of pride you could take in it 
and um, as it's just being a really great piece. And I would be really curious, too, to see how many more interviews you get with a well-laid-out resume. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If uh, you have a topic that you want to hear about, please send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. Also, please subscribe to the podcast to get more tips on the next steps of your creative career.